This is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Welcome to our show. This is your Weekly Dose of Wellness. I'm Deborah Howell, and today's guest is Debbie Oates, a nurse practitioner and nurse navigator for the Lung Cancer Screening Program and Lung Nodule Center at Memorial Care Todd Cancer Institute at Long Beach Memorial. Debbie guides each patient through the evaluation and treatment process after the discovery of a lung nodule or mass while easing anxieties for patients and their families. Welcome, Nurse Practitioner Debbie. Thank you for having me, Deborah. Believe me, it's our pleasure. Now, life expectancy for lifetime smokers is at least 10 years shorter than that for non-smokers, and it's been estimated that active smoking is responsible for close to 90% of lung cancer cases. Lung cancer is often found late, making it difficult to treat. So, Debbie, let's start here. What are some of the major ways smoking affects the body? Um, well, there are. The, it's just enormous how how harmful the the smoking is to the whole body. I mean, it affects every system in the body, mm-hmm. um, and it's not surprising because cigarettes contain about six hundred ingredients, and when you burn those ingredients, they generate more than seven thousand chemicals. Wow. Some of those are poison, basically. At least 70 of them cause cancer. So we've all heard about what they, what cigarette smoking does to the heart and lungs, but there are so many other ways that affect the body. It's, first of all, nicotine in tobacco is a mood-altering stimulant, and it gets absorbed into the bloodstream through the lining of the mouth and lung, travels to the brain, and it just takes seconds, really, for it to get the brain. It makes you feel energized for a little while, and then you feel tired and you just crave more after you come down from that. But um, it, it not only affects the heart and lungs, like I said, but it also can affect the eyes, leading to cataracts and macular degeneration. It weakens your taste, the, your taste and your sense of smell. Um, of course, we all know that it causes significant heart disease. Um, it restricts blood flow to every, um, every organ. Um, and I don't know if I should mention this for podcasts, but it, the one major thing that men notice as they get older, especially as it restricts blood flow so that they can't achieve an erection. Wow, um, I hadn't heard that. And yeah, it, it's, yeah. And also, it, it, it has a um, higher risk of causing infertility. Um, women get to menopause at an earlier age and have a higher risk of cervical cancer. And we've all heard that it uh, complicates pregnancy. It can cause miscarriage, uh, premature delivery, low birth weight babies. Um, and uh, what else? Oh, there's so much more. It causes cancer to so many things, starting with the lip, nose, sinuses, voice box, throat, esophagus, stomach, pancreas, kidneys. Um, it can even cause acute leukemia. Not so a pretty picture. So not a pretty picture it's at all. Not, it's not at all. So, Debbie, what is the relationship between smoking and lung cancer? Well, first of all, I want to just tell you for a couple things about lung cancer in general. It's the leading cause of death in both men and women, and it's the most preventable form of cancer in the world. So a person that smokes is about 25 times more likely to get lung cancer than someone who never smoked. And it doesn't just, and smoking doesn't just cause cancers we just talked about. It causes so many other problems. So the relationship is direct. Smoking has been found to cause lung cancer. And why is smoking cessation so important? Well, um, on the average, we um, on the average, lifetime smokers 
lose about a decade of life, as you talked about. Um, and it, that, that includes those that smoke but quit between the ages of 25 and 34, they found in a, in a national study. So even if you're smoking and you quit at a young age, um, you still can gain that lifetime back. And, you know, that's a lot of years, 12, 10 years of life. That's a lot of life to give up. You know, that's, that's a, the major reason, not to mention the secondhand smoke. And I've had some of my smokers in my class tell me, like, they feel like they're, they're an inconvenience to people now. They don't feel good about they, they're smoking. They have to hide to almost to smoke some of them feel yeah. like. It's much, yeah. much harder to find a place to smoke these days. That's for sure. It, now, if someone, if someone were to quit smoking, will they still be at risk for developing lung cancer? Um, the risk of developing cancer after quitting depends on many things, really, including the number of years you smoke, the age you begin smoking, the number of cigarettes you smoke a day, and then combined with a person's overall health, it's never too late to give up quitting. Um, the benefit is strongest when you quit at a younger age, of course, and that makes sense. But even they found in a, they did a research study, and even smokers that quit before the age of 40 reduced the chances of dying prematurely from smoking-related diseases by about 90%. So that's still a huge benefit. If you quit before you're 54, um, from 45 to 54, you reduce the chance of dying prematurely by about two-thirds. And if you quit between the ages of 55 and 64, you live about four years longer. So it's never too late. I mean, every day is precious. Absolutely. And what's a good first step for someone who wants to quit smoking or help a loved one quit? Well, um, if you have a good first step is you really just need to be motivated. Support is incredibly important. If a person has, a person does have a better chance of being successful if they have help. And I recommend that they call family, friends, coworkers, um, and tell them they want to quit and they want their support. Ask them not to smoke around them, mm-hmm. not leave cigarettes around. Um, it also helps to have someone to be accountable to. Um, and because many people that are trying to quit don't want to disappoint the people who care for them. Um, I, I stress to people that who say they want to quit, um, you know, I stress that those people really mean it when they say they want to quit. Just because they've tried many times before and not been successful, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, nicotine is highly, highly addictive, as much as heroin and cocaine, really. And um, some people have to quit 10 or more times before they're ultimately successful. So what are some of the different methods available to help people quit smoking? And in your opinion, is one method better than the others? Well, there are many ways. And um, there, I... I do have a recommendation about one way being better than another. Mm-hmm. Some people do stop cold turkey. That's difficult, but it works for many people. Um, others benefit more by a step-by-step approach, counseling, medication, uh, support of others. And I do recommend that. It, um, I teach the American Lung Association's Freedom from Smoking program. And that program that they, they use, um, they recommend pharmaceuticals along with uh along with a technique um, that has been found to be effective with smoking cessation. And um, that's what we use where we, at Long Beach Memorial, and it's very effective. What about e-cigarettes? Are they a safer option for people considering giving up cigarettes? 
Oh my goodness, e-cigarettes. What can I say about e-cigarettes? That's a good question. They are are they safer than tobacco? Um, or are they just a high tech way to hook up a new generation on bad nicotine? Yeah. Really, we don't know yet. Uh, research um, into the effect of e-cigarette really lags behind how popular they've become. Um, nicotine is addictive, but it's not carcinogenic. It doesn't necessarily cause cancer, but it does cause a lot of other bad things. And e-cigarettes are, are nicotine with some flavoring. Um, e-cigarette advocates, and there are a lot of them out there, they say the problem with traditional cigarettes is the, is the additives, the smoke and the chemicals, not so much the nicotine. But really, that's not true. Um, the, the potential risks of um, e-cigarettes really remain undetermined. The products in them can widely vary. They do add many things to the, to the nicotine. And there's really no way for consumers to find out what's actually delivered in the product of smoking because they're not regulated yet by the FDA. Better safe than that's sorry. In, that's in the works. It's coming down the road. <laughs> right. Okay. I have one final question for you. Where can listeners go to get more information about the smoking cessation program offered at Long Beach Memorial? Well, they can call 1-800-MEMORIAL. That's 1-800-M-E-M-O-R-I-A-L. They can go to the website, www.memorialcare, or they can go to www.lung.org, or they can also reach me, and I'd be glad to be a resource. I can be reached at 562-933-9506. Thanks so much, Debbie, for coming on the show today. We really appreciate having you. Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. To learn more or to listen to a podcast of this show, please visit memorialcare.org. I'm Deborah Howell. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness. Have yourself a fantastic day.